Hi, I'm Mark Daly of Mark Daly and the Ravens, and you're listening to Rock at Night. This is Sharice with Rocket Night Magazine, and today we are speaking with Mark Daly of Mark Daly and the Ravens. We are speaking to him. He's in Cork, Ireland right now, and I just saw him on tour with Jeff Tate, and we are going to get to know him today. So hello there, Mark. How's, how are things going? You're back Very from good. You're back from tour. Yes, back home in Ireland, settling down again after the madness. It looked like last year you were mostly in the North, well, in North America, the UK and Europe. You spent most of the year touring with Jeff Tate, correct? Yes. Been doing a lot of work with Jeff over the last, it's like a decade now, um, songwriting for him. Um, and uh, that's how we met in my previous band, The Voodoo's, um, was, we were touring with Jeff. So we've cont- we just hit up a great like friendship and uh even when we're not touring, we're meeting up and having holidays and having a great time. And so the, him inviting us out in the last tour was amazing. So you just accidentally came across him a decade a decade ago? I mean, how did how did you guys meet? It was his wife, Susan. It was in Ireland. And we were playing in a bar to like 10 people in a bar. <laughs> and uh, she was like, are these really your songs? And I was like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, seriously, are these your songs? And I was like, yeah. She's like, what are you doing in the bar playing to 10 people? And uh, she said, come talk to me after the gig and have a Guinness at the bar. And I did. I jumped up at the bar, was chatting to Susan. And by the end of the conversation, she was like, you should come out to the US and open for Queensryche. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could clear some things, make that happen. <laughs> so that's what happened. Like, literally six weeks later or something, we were out there. And we were on tour, and that's that was the start of the the relationship we have with Jeff and Susan, which is amazing. What a story! It's just accidental because yeah. w- when I've been to Ireland, I mean the the musicians are amazing, the buskers are amazing. So you, oh yeah, you just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, but uh, I think with this in this industry, um, as a musician and stuff like luck is a huge thing as well. Of course, you've got to write the songs and perform them and stuff, but there's so many incredible bands all around Ireland, all around the world, I'm sure, that have these great um, artists that are just undiscovered. Wow. So you found yourself with the Voodoos, I presume, just touring with Jeff Tate and everything. Now you're with the Ravens. So what is the difference between the Voodoos and the Ravens? Just a different lineup? Well, it was after... After the Voodoo's, I went solo and just it was just called Mark Daly. And mm-hmm. I kind of did more of a, an acoustic kind of album. Um, I recorded it in Seattle and it's got like it's got a couple of dark kind of creepy kind of acoustic kind of songs. And it was really fun to make. And but after I released that record, I kind of realized it was like the hard rock stuff I was doing with the Voodoo's is my real happy place. 
So I wanted to do another hard rock record. And I've been working with a couple of lads in the Ravens for the last few years. And I said, we should go out on tour and call it Marty and the Ravens to just indicate that it's a, a full band. It's a full band sound and away from the acoustic stuff that I was doing. So um, so that's kind of the reason why I went to get Marty and the Ravens to just show that it's a full full rock band. Excellent. Now I noticed the Ravens are made up my phone. Oh. The Ravens are made up of both Irish people and American people. So I guess you kind of formed it over here. How did that come about? It, it was again from working with Jeff because, um, well, myself and James Brown, the lead, lead guitar player, uh, we know each other from Ireland. From He played in different bands and I played and we ended up uh, years ago in a battle of the bands final together. His band against my band and uh I just looked at James and I saw his style and his his tone and everything. And I was like, this guy's really good and would love to work with him. And we ended up um, shortly after that working together uh, on my my solo record. Uh, James did some stuff on that. And then on this new record, James is a writer as well. So um, it just all kind of worked out, the two of us. And then we met the rest of the lads through Jeff and you know, just form the band and just it's kind of like we just meet up and tour together and have a great time and um very lucky to have such ridiculously good musicians in the band. They they are excellent. I really enjoyed when I got to see you. And one song I really liked is the name of the EP, Nothing to Lose. That was our favorite one. Yeah. Everybody said at the end of the tour it was like that was our favorite one to do. Um there's a lot of energy in it. It's heavy. And it's heavy. There's and some great kind of, riffs in there too. That's kind of the direction with the record we're looking at to go now. It's like songs like that. Uh, of course, you get your one or two ballads, but the rest of the record, mm -hmm. we just want to rock. Yeah. And your voice, I love, it has a nice textured raspiness to it. It's perfect for rock. Uh, I presume you probably have done a lot of blues in the past as well. Yeah, rock and blues and all that kind of stuff. Like, in, I suppose in Ireland, you get a lot of that. And like starting off at open mic nights and stuff and figuring out your style and listening to different styles of music. And um, yeah, it's kind of that's kind of the style I've fallen into and the one that I'm obsessed with doing now. I'm sure you're a Rory Gallagher fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> We we claim him here in Cork, although people up in Donegal would argue with you, but uh, we claim him here. <laughs> I um, can imagine. In fact, the guitar the guitar I was using on tour uh, was bought in the same guitar shop that he got his first guitar in Crowley's oh, wow. in Cork City. So um, that was kind of cool. It was like he's a well-respected musician here yeah. in Ireland and around the world as well. Around the world. I mean, even Jimi Hendrix revered him. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he called him the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. which is high praise. <laughs> uh, I noticed some other songs for the EP I really liked, Gotta Run. And I wanted to ask you about the video for Crying Shame. It looks like you're in a bog or something, water. How did you guys film that? Kind of, it all worked out by accident. Like the plan was to just, there was like find a forest area at night get some smoke machines and rock out to the song. And we're like, that'd be cool. And Clara, who was doing the video, uh, um, my wife suggested this place like really close to her house that had this like, it's like a water under a bridge. 
and like some stones around the place and like trees and it was like really creepy dark kind of thing yeah. and I brought Clara down there and she was like you guys are getting in the water and I was like okay so we were there till I suppose 1am and it was freezing and we just got we got a bottle of whiskey and went down got to warm ourselves up and got into the water and took some takes and just rocked out got the drum kit got the, everything into the into the water and it was turned out amazing um really you know, amazing you, know, I, you guys got, are splashing and i'm thinking don't get anything wet you know yeah well lo- well luckily well we we borrowed a, a drum kit for that because uh, um we didn't have a drum kit in ireland at the time um danny was just after coming over so it was like oh and i borrowed my friend's drum kit and the the plan was to just have it in the field and i told him it might get a bit mucky and we'll clean it up and then when we're like we need to put the drum kit in the water for the video i was like no way I was like, he'll never talk to me again. And if it gets damaged, it's my fault. So we got some pallets. So there's some pallets. It makes it look like it's in the water, but it's actually standing up on the pallet. And uh, when everybody was kicking and splashing, I was like, stay away from the drum kit. <laughs> but we cleaned it up. And luckily, there was no damage. And uh, the video turned out amazing. It, it looks amazing. And I was wondering, are you actually playing because you're in the water or are you lip syncing uh you know because you wouldn't want guitars or anything to get wet just how does it work we had a playback machine so we had a a massive speaker playing playing the song loud and then i was singing uh, like properly along to it (laughs) because i wanted it to be authentic and 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 just give that feeling so we're all rocking out anyway as if we were playing to it (laughs) um which I think is important because I think like lip syncing, you just pull back so much. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, we got to go for it. So we did. No, it looked, it looked excellent. And I like the whole creepy, foggy, boggy feel to it and everything. I just nice was curious because uh, it was, it was great. Uh, one thing I noticed um, you started touring and then COVID hit, you had like a couple gigs and your last gig, was at the Token Lounge in Westland, which which is where I grew up. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, in Michigan there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were out there, and it just all came to a close very quickly because it was just before St. Patrick's weekend, mm-hmm. or like about a week before, and we had to come home. And then I was like, "Oh well, I have all these gigs for St. Patrick's weekend, so that'll be fine." And then my booker in Ireland rang me and was like, "Everything you've got is gone." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." So it was it was just back to the drawing board uh, from then on. It it was a strange period having that time off because I mean you didn't play from 2020 to 2022. What did you do to survive during that time period? Did you guys record or what I went did, on? I, did, I wrote and recorded the whole new record in that time uh and I was doing like a, a Thursday night Facebook live every Thursday oh, okay. and it ended up being like growing and growing and growing. Uh, all these people that have been were so incredibly supportive. And I just put up a tip jar and I said, like, I want to um, raise funds for the new record. And I ended up like raising the funds to, to fund the whole record and uh, went to Germany uh, and recorded with Sasha Paith uh, from Avantasia and had got the record done. And by the time everything reopened, then we were ready for some release the music which was great mm-hmm. so we made the best of a bad time now during covid time period over there were some of the bars closed or were people in isolation like here in 
it was North uh, America. How was it? Ireland and I think Germany were the two strictest ones, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So our pubs were the very first thing to close and the very last things to open. So it was we were the longest time out of, I think, anywhere in Europe with everything closed that way. So it was a really, really difficult time for musicians and and all sorts of uh, all sorts of people across the board. But uh, our industry got absolutely destroyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did any venues close since then? I mean, here some places, independent venues went out of business just out of curiosity. There was a few. We lost lost a lot of a lot of bars and music venues. But luckily at the moment, it looks like a few are starting to, to reopen. Mm-hmm. So 2022 was a good year. You came out with your EP. You toured yes. all over. I think you've probably been to more cities than I've been <laughs> in the United <laughs> States. Uh, any, any particular places that really stood out as far as being um, fun or interesting? I'm just I'm just obsessed with touring America. I really just love it. Like every every day on the tour, I'm like, I'm just so grateful to be on it. And I was like, take in all the places that we go to. Um, so I, I I can't even pick a favorite. Like we had amazing shows down in Texas, um, Nashville, Memphis, you know, Florida, mm-hmm. all like everywhere we went, we seemed to just it, the the support was ridiculous. It was so good. And uh, the place was just amazing. So it's like America is just like a big load of different countries, really, isn't it? Because yeah, when you're at one part, like we were in Detroit and then we we're in Florida, it's like two different countries. That was great. It is. It is. I mean, even we have different accents. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to figure those out now because I'm culturally different. In. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to be like, oh, that guy's from this place and I can hear the accents from here. So I'm getting before at the very start, it was just it all sounded like American accent. But now I'm starting differentiate between the, the different ones which is cool mm-hmm. uh when you're away what is the one thing you really miss about ireland i, I assume your family but what else um i suppose this like the openness and the scenery and everything in ireland is pretty amazing like i do a lot we do we go for a lot of woods walks and um we do a bit of fishing and stuff like that so we're always out in the in the wild Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I, I I love about Ireland. Like it's a pretty spectacular on a sunny day. Trout fishing. Yes, yes. <laughs> my my son is obsessed. So, uh, which is fine by me because I love going and it's it's so peaceful. Gets him off an iPad as well, which is great. So if we do four or five hours sitting by a river, it's better than four or five hours in inside playing an iPad. Mm-hmm. Now, it's we're in twenty twenty three. Uh, what are your plans for the year? Yes, it's weird that we're in 2023 because I, I came home and then all of a sudden it was like New Year's Eve. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting we're in a new year. The lots of good stuff planned. Um, another EP, a full record, a couple of tours. I'm going to be touring Europe. Um, there's going to be another US tour mm. uh, this year and another tour that's not confirmed at the towards the end of the year which would be really cool but unfortunately not confirmed yet so i can't be blabbing <laughs> not yet but uh lots of like really exciting things happening i've got a great team um the record label one opportunity records that i've just signed to have uh, are building a really great team and i've got some really exciting plans so i'm very grateful uh will you be touring with jeff or perhaps other bands Jeff and other bands. 
Okay. So so it's an exciting year ahead. Is uh, I love the Jeff tours because mm-hmm. we're we're just a big family now. The way it works, we all know each other inside out. Mm-hmm. The shows run so well. It's like it's great. So, um, those tours are great. He has very loyal fans. I mean, I Amazing. could I could see even when I'm there, people are standing the whole time. They're singing every word. You know, just super rabid loyal fans so totally. you're you're really lucky to be going around with him oh, and everything. I, i'm unbelievably grateful every time that's fantastic uh now the new ep that's going to be coming out hard rock or what can we expect from it more hard rock mm-hmm. um there might be one soft one like if it's four tracks it might be three hard rock one soft one that kind of thing that's it's i think that's nice in an ep well, for a rocky P anyway, to have a bit of versatility in there, but you know, but uh, the main goal is 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 just rocking out with this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the songs that you did in the concert sounded very classic rock. Even your voice at times, I I wrote in the review, sounded kind of raspy, like Alice Cooper. Even some of the songs kind of sound like Aerosmith. Who did you listen to growing up? Funny that you say Aerosmith because I'm um, totally obsessed with Stephen Tyler. Mm-hmm. Love his voice, just love his style. Um, so I did. I listened to a lot of Aerosmith growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a bit of Rod Stewart as well. He kind of has that raspiness. Um, band from Wales, um, Stereophonics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, another band I really love. And then, like, I just I, I listen to music all the time. It's like. If you ask me every day of the week, like, who's your fi- top five favorite bands? It would be different every time because it's just, you know, it depends on your mood, depends on mm-hmm. what you're thinking at the time. But uh, my, my dad kind of raised me on ELO, um, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, um, so this Thin Lizzy, stuff like that. So it got me into the right place with the music early on instead of listening to the the same four or five songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites is Humble Pie. And oh, nice. I, I love Steve Marriott's voice. And uh, I know, well, Small Faces, Humble Pie was pretty popular over there. Yeah. Uh, do you have a turntable? I do. And I've started collecting um, about, I suppose, about five or six years ago. And mm-hmm. I've been just picking up records, started going to record stores, like and having a look and pick up a record here and there. Um, I was recently up in Northern Ireland and found a, a ninety was it nineteen eighty eight Operation Mindcrime, uh, original one sitting in a record store for like a couple of bucks, and I was like, that's super cool. I love like picking those things up. I mm-hmm. uh, got a couple of great Rolling Stones records picked up as well from you know thrift stores, record old record shops and stuff like that. And uh, there's something really exciting about that. I love it, and the sound of a, a record player is just different. Mm-hmm. I, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your EPs, do you think they'll come out on vinyl or are they on I think, vinyl? I think th- it's really hard to get vinyl at the moment. There's such a backlog because of how popular it is again. So I think there's like, it could be anything from like a six month waiting list for, for vinyl. So we are going to do like a, a limited edition vinyl run, but it will probably be for the full record. Mm-hmm. You play guitar obviously very well. Do you play other instruments as well? Uh, I started off, I, I played a bit of piano first and then I, I, I did trumpet for a few years when I was a kid mm. and then I moved over to bass and then I moved on to guitar. I was actually quite late starting guitar. I think I was about 24. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So you played really like well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, because the first band I was in, the Voodoo's, I, I was just uh, I was just singing and not playing uh, guitar at all. So when, when the Voodoo's came to an end, I was like, oh, I've got no band. And I was like, and I can't play guitar, <laughs> so I better get cracking. And uh, just found the love for it then as well. When did you know that you wanted to be a musician? Um, I, when I was a kid watching like concerts on TV and stuff and going to going to concerts, I was like, that's what I want to do. But I think when it really hit home was like uh, I moved to Spain when I was like te- late, late teenager, like 18, 19. Oh. Well, I was actually living out there earlier, probably 15 or 16. But my parents had a, an Irish pub and uh, we, we did uh, live music in the bar. So we get all these bands from the area and they come in and play. And I was like obsessed. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like, for sure, 100 percent. I was like, I'm going to do this for a living. So I started uh, my first band out there in Spain um and never looked back from there interesting i interviewed a band last week a garage rock band from spain from uh santander like okay yeah and uh there are a lot of venues in spain that a lot of the people seem to like real rock too yeah they do they they really do and spain's a good old place for a bit of rock you know Mm -hmm. I i found when he came out of the touristy areas and went to like the Spanish mm-hmm. towns and stuff, there was more of a rock scene, mm-hmm. which is great. So you're fluent, I presume. You'd think that after living out there, but no. <laughs> um, I had enough I had enough to get me by after a few beers in a taxi. All of a sudden, my Spanish would come out and I, my, with confidence, you know. But if in the daytime, if anyone spoke Spanish to me, I'd be too afraid to even say a word. I'd be like, oh, no, don't speak it. <laughs> so, but it's one of those things when you're using it, you gain confidence and you start using it more and I never had that unfortunately. So when you played with the bands you sang in English and they they sang yep. English as well? Yeah because most of the gigs we were doing would, would have been touristy area gigs so it would have been you would be playing to English, Irish, Scottish you know people from coming out on their holidays um, so it kind of that's why I didn't really pick up the language so well because it didn't really need it even the, all the bars everybody spoke English or and stuff like that in that area. So, and it was just laziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, this band that I just spoke with, nobody in the band spoke English yet. They sang in English, which I thought was funky. <laughs> wow! Yeah, cool. yeah, it's phonetic, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm, I we actually did um this time last year we were on Monsters of Rock, and there was a Spanish band on uh, the boat, and I can't remember the name. It's going to drive me mad. But I have their um, record somewhere here in the house and they were great. They were great. They're like fun rock band. Um, but it's annoying me now that I can't think of it because I could have given them a shout out, but it's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you're home and you're not playing music, you like to fish. What What are some of the things you just do? I you play like? soccer as well. Oh, um, OK. For my, for my local team. So oh, the uh, team. Wow. Yeah. So like training during the week and a match at the weekends kind of thing. Um, But uh, I had to stop there just before the tour because I always like I'm a rough player. I like to get stuck in and we'll get we'll get injured quite a bit because of that. So um, it was coming up to the tour and I said, I can't go because I I know I'm going to just like break my ankle or do something stupid and then not be able to go on the tour, my arm or something. So I've had to pull back, unfortunately, uh, a bit on that. 
but I absolutely love playing it. And uh, and then just kind of venturing with the family. I mean, like mm-hmm. we love like our weekends away and going for hikes and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem to be really into nature, like like yeah. you said. Yeah, I'm you very know. lucky because I live in the countryside. So like the house that I mean, like there's there's hardly any houses around, and we're like two minutes from a woods. So we have a really beautiful woods walk and it's nice to get like clear the head like that every day. Do you guys grow vegetables or grow your own food and stuff like that? Yeah, too? My wife does. I, wow. I, I can't say I can't say we do because that would be a lie. She mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of getting a visual. It's just it sounds so wonderful, really. It's great. Tranquil, tranquil, you know. It's. I, I always feel very lucky to have like two crazy worlds, you know, the like touring world and the crazy mm-hmm. family world, and mm-hmm. and they're just so different and so much fun. Um, it's really cool to have to have both. Excellent. Is there anything uh, before we leave that you would like people to know about Mark Daly or who you are, or your music? I suppose um, be good to yeah shout out to the. the the new EP, the Nothing to Lose EP. I think that's a great mm-hmm. place for someone to start checking it out. And uh, with the full record on the way as well, it's really exciting times. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, grateful to anybody that would check out the new the new tunes and hopefully they dig what they hear. Uh, do you have a projected date for the release of the new record? Like summertime? We, or We did originally, but, uh, but we decided on the second EP. So I think uh, it'll be a bit later in the year. Um, because the the tours have been coming in faster than we thought, which is great. Mm-hmm. So we haven't had time to do that part, but um, definitely this year. Mm-hmm. A working title? Do you have a working title? I, I have the title, actually. Uh, it's uh, named after one of the tracks on the record, and it's called Peace in the Panic. Peace in the Pike? Peace in the Panic. Oh, Peace in the... Panic. Pilot. P-I-L-O-T. No, I- no, P A N I C. P A N I. Oh, okay. Panic. Sorry yeah, about I, that. <laughs> it's my Irish accent. He's <laughs> in the panic. Got it. Panic. Yes, yes. That's that's the title, and we have we have all all that right, and that track is um all finished up as well, and it's probably one of my favorites. Excellent. Well, I look forward to hearing the new EP. The first one I, I really like a lot, and. Uh, Good luck to you and the Ravens. And I hope to see you in North America. I'll probably see you if you come back to Florida or up in Detroit, because I go back and forth between here and Detroit. That because that's where I grew up. Nice. (laughs) And thank you so much for for having me on and really appreciate the sport. Loved what I heard when I saw you guys and uh, really wish you the best and you 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 will be in our new magazine coming out and you'll can't wait can't wait to see it you'll receive copies of it too (laughs) thank you so much we're trying to keep print alive excellent all right well thank you mark for speaking with me and keep in touch here is mark daly and the ravens crying shame
You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song "Get On Down" is from blues artist Billy Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.